Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I've been trying to meet as many of you as possible in the first few weeks of this appointment in this time here at Bee Creek, and so many have been so kind and welcoming and shared with what's going on in their lives and why they love the church and, and hopes and dreams and things like that. But I've been trying to make some appointments and meet with people, uh, not, not do too much, but, but just as, as we can and as, as things are going on. And I made, a, made an appointment to meet with a family and we were going to go at night. I was going to bring my lawn chair and then they, they emailed me back and said, well, actually, we're, we're busy that night. We're going to be up at the church the next night for a, girls, a Girl Scouts and a Boy Scout event to kind of clean up these barrels behind me. And if you want to come by. And so I thought, oh, I guess I better, I should come by. And so I came and, um, and they are, there were people inside of the barrels. These are 4,500 gallon tanks that were donated for the church for the pharmacy expansion here on our property um, that is happening as we speak. We should um, be almost ready to plant by the end of the month. There's some work days coming up. Uh, if you're interested, it's, it's pretty amazing what people have been able to do. But at first, before a lot of it got started, they wanted to kind of clean out the tanks to make sure there wasn't a, a chunk, big chunks of debris that would clog the pipes after they started getting water going because it would be a lot more difficult at that point. So when I, when I showed up that night, there was um, a few Boy Scouts who were really, really, really uh, thin, <laughs> had climbed in and were scraping in. And they were in there a while and it was, you know, it's warm. Um, thankfully, everyone had masks available because you, you need a mask to be inside because the dust was just coming everywhere. You turn orange once you, once you step inside one of these tanks. And so, but they, the, the Boy Scouts were out, eventually got out and, and no one else was getting in. So I realized it was my turn to enter the tank. And I don't know about you, but if you've never been inside of a 4,500 gallon tank, that's empty. It's, it's a different experience than most other places. It's, it's large, it's kind of dark, but not too dark, but it's disorienting. There's dust everywhere, especially as I was scraping more dust on. It was hard to kind of ascertain exactly where I was and remember where I was on the church campus because all I could see was kind of darkness, orange tinted darkness. It also took a lot of faith to uh, trust the people outside who I had just met not to push me down because I could roll like a hamster wheel down the hill and that would not be a great uh, first, first impression for the community. It's like local pastor rolls down wheel and 4,500 gallon tank smashes into neighbor. It's like, that's, that's not the introduction I wanted to make, but, um, but it, was, it was good to be in there to realize what was going on, to get a new perspective of, of the campus and what was being built. My brothers and sisters, we are starting a new sermon series called Mapping the Future, at looking at, at where we are, at where we are going and what we can do while we are there, at, of trying to take new perspectives about the place. And that doesn't mean that everybody needs to climb inside a 4,500 gallon tank but realize that in the midst of this strange season, we have an opportunity to look afresh at where we are, to take a chance to see maybe there are some, some places that we have missed and overlooked 
in our area, in our, in our spiritual lives, and in the physical surroundings that God is calling us to go to. The scripture for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. First of all, what is a yoke? Yoke is one of those funny words that kind of sounds like another word that's a little more common. It's a yolk, like an egg yolk. And um, yoke and yolk, it's really, you know, you have to enunciate very clearly. So Jesus isn't saying, come and carry my yoke. He's not a chicken, um, but my yoke. And so yoke was the, the piece of wood that would go on the, the laboring animal, on the oxen or the mule or the horse or the donkey that would be connected to a plow. And usually would be connected to the plow or a harvester, but mostly, especially in those days, to a plow in order to prepare the soil. Um, or it would be connected to, um, to a wagon or a cart to move something. But in this context, especially, it was, for, it was for a plow. It was for preparing the soil, preparing the soil for, for the planting season, for, for the growth, for the, the agricultural bounty that was going to support the community in the family. Now some soils are more ready to be worked than others. Before these, uh, the barrels were placed here, the, the land under them had to be prepared. It, it didn't need to be plowed, but it had to be ready to have, you know, three 4,500 gallon tanks set upon them. And then that's a lot of weight once, once they're filled with water from, from the gym and all the water that goes in that's going to support the garden. That's so the, the plateau that they're pre supported on needs to be prepared well. And so this, this preparation has taken a while. Over, over um, the last few weeks, as they became prepared, three tractors broke in the process. Um, and a dump truck broke in the process. And really, if it wasn't for Judy Wisdom driving her tractor down here, uh, finally, to get them set, it wouldn't have worked out, you know? We can think of tractors as well as kind of like modern yokes, and not even tractors were prepared for this ground and this soil. It was so dry that moving it, it just, they could not handle it. There are times in our life and places in our life when the soil is hard and it doesn't seem like anything is going to grow. You know, there's also times in our life when we feel like we know what the arable land of our life is. Like, even if we're not farmers, we know where, um, the fruit, where fruitfulness is going to come from. We know the things in our life. We have these living maps that we live, that we inhabit. The places that we go, the people that we see, we know what to expect from those relationships. We know where our kids are going to go. We know what our job is going to look like. We know what our daily patterns, what our volunteering is going to look like. We have these habits that, that continue. We know what relaxation is going to look like. We know to expect to either take the boat out on the lake or to go to the beach and all these kinds of things. We have these, these habits that, that prepare us for the land that we think that's worth working, where our yoke is going to work. As well, we have places around us that we don't really go to that often, that seem kind of dry, that seem kind of, what's the point 
of that. Or it seems like it would be really hard, it'd be really hard to prepare that soil for the planting. Before we know where we are going, we need to know where we are. You need to have a departure location in order to get to your destination. We need to know where we are. And so many of you have been a part of this church for a long time, have been coming to worship in our, in our beautiful sanctuary for a long time. You've had you know, Sunday school classes and, and small groups, and, and your children have gone through children and youth ministry and all these kinds of connections. But, but now we have a chance to look at the church in a new way. Many of us have not been coming to the campus for a while, like since we have not had, had worship um, in a full capacity since March, it's, you know, there's, it's, it seems differently. The patterns of life are different. And so it is an opportunity now to look afresh. Where are we as a church? Where are we in our faith? And one way to, to physically realize that is to look at a new kind of map. This is a seven and a half minute map, a quarter map from the U.S. Geological Survey that for our area. Now I've had, I have, I have six of these now in my office that cover from the city of Spicewood to, to Mansfield Dam, and they cover the whole area of the mission field of Bee Creek United Methodist Church, showing uh, all the creeks, showing all the roads, showing where everybody in this area actually lives to remind us that our mission field is much, is much broader than the people who are already present at the church. And I think we have to especially remember that and realize that in times like this, when we are not, we don't see each other, we're not having the wonderful fellowship that Bee Creek is known for, the, the camaraderie, the, the, the hugs and the greetings and the cares for each other that we're so accustomed to. And so how do we, how do we see afresh our space in this time? One of the things that we're trying to do is, especially over the month of August, is start opening up opportunities in the wonderful outdoor spaces of our campus, of our amphitheater, which we're going to start our Evensong service as a, as a way of, of praying together in a safe way, a way of preparing for the week of worshiping in a new and unique way. The Evensong is not just a carbon copy of other worship experiences at Bee Creek and offer that as an opportunity to people. We're going to offer some other activities to safely come together to enjoy the assets of our, of our facilities. You know, the pharmacy, there's going to be wonderful opportunities to volunteer as we, as we prepare to get these tanks filled with water and then to start, start growing in this soil, start building beds to grow in this soil. These wonderful chances to be a part and to realize, oh, look, this is, my church is more than a building. As well, the, the trails, trying to expand the trails around here. So we can, we can build up our, our facility of where we are. But we also need un understanding where we are, what's, what's around us. Who are the people around us? Now, most of you all live pretty close in the surrounding area to the church. Most of the members of the church live in um, the 669 zip code, which is wonderful, but also shows that there's a possibility of mission field beyond that, of people in need of Jesus, in need of, of hope and, and care and protection, especially in this time. People who are hurting in this time, who are feeling lonely in this time, people who are feeling weary in this time. 
When Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. I think it's really important to first realize that Jesus is talking to us, that when we are weary, we can go to God and find our rest. And when we try to plow this land that busted three tractors by ourselves, we are just going to get frustrated and we need to let Jesus take the wheel of that tractor. We need to let Jesus be our yoke and that he is going to prepare that soil for the planting. As well, Jesus isn't just talking to us in the times when we feel weary, but the people around us who are weary that we may not even realize or even see that well. The, the church is not just for the people who are there, but as an outpost of the kingdom of God, of grace, of mercy. And we need to see ourselves as that outpost, as a welcoming space for those who are weary. And one of the great purposes of starting to meet outside and to meet in person in safe ways in the amphitheater and these, these great facilities that we have is offer opportunities for visitors, offer opportunities for guests, for people who have not connected with a church community, maybe people who are not familiar with church to begin with, or people who have had bad experiences in the past. And stepping into our amphitheater is a lot different than stepping through the doors of a church. And stepping into to a new space and realizing worship can look a little different. Praise can look a little different. Prayer can look a little different. Christ welcomes us when we are tired. But Christ wants us to admit those times when we are tired, when we are honest. Because when we admit that, we admit our need for Christ in our life. When we admit that we cannot save ourselves, we cannot plow this land by ourselves. We open our, our hearts up to Christ and to God and to being transformed into the image of God more fully than we ever could on our own. To have our hearts filled with the love of Christ. To realize that we cannot do it on our own. And how that frees us to fully love our neighbor and actually love ourselves. And realize that in Christ entering our hearts in new and more full ways that we can offer Christ in new ways in our community. Like, who are we? Where are we? You know, as a staff, we've been trying to look at that. We, our staff has reached out to, to most of you, hopefully to all of you, over the last few weeks to talk about where you are in this season, how you are doing, what's going on in your life, how you have connected to the church or not connected to the church. We've been trying to figure out who we are in this season so we can look forward. Like I said, the series is called Mapping the Future because our, our, our goal is to map what the future of Bee Creek looks like, where we are going as a church and how we can be a location of Christ's love in this community, a beacon on a hill, a beacon on a hill for those who are weary, for those who are tired, for those who are in need of Christ's rest for each of us when we are weary and in need of Christ's rest so we can be renewed in the spirit of Christ and offer rest to others so that we can be reminded that we don't need to save ourselves. We don't need to carry the load, that Christ is carrying the load. Sometimes Christ may ask us to, to step inside a few 4,500-gallon tanks or some things that we may not expect that we are prepared for, but Christ will be with us. Sometimes Christ may 
may ask us to make a phone call or to reach out to someone who we did not expect to communicate with, but Christ will be with us. And offering Christ in this world, offering the yoke of Christ, is not about being perfect, but letting God speak through us. That God can speak through you when you open yourself up. That you are a vessel of Christ's love in this world. You are a vessel of Christ's peace in this world. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.